Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesseur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Word of Life. It's great having everybody back. A big, huge thanks to Nick and Sue for putting all the chairs back in. We are doing everything we can to prepare for Holy Week, to get ready for Easter. And and that's kind of like been our theme as we've been, you know, working our way through Lent. So for the last, you know, multiple weeks, we have been in this preparation process of how do we prepare spiritually? Because uh, it's not—it's not just uh, you know putting things together and 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 creating the invites and everything else. It's you know there's a spiritual process of uh, of preparation. That's actually one of the reasons why I love these resurrection eggs is because um, they give you the opportunity to have a faith conversation with with your kids about who Jesus is and what He's done for us. Um, and so as we are preparing for Easter and getting ready for everything, I can't prepare for Easter without thinking about feet. I know that might be weird. It might be weird for some of you, but I can't think about it without thinking about feet. Now I understand like certain people, not big fans of feet. They don't like feet. Matter of fact, my, uh, one of my daughters, I'm going to, you know, protect her, you know, from, from scrutiny. Um, one of my daughters hates feet. Like she doesn't even like her own feet. Like seriously, like she doesn't like, she doesn't like touching her feet. She certainly doesn't like other people's feet. And, and, the, and the worst possible thing is if Doug's feet touch her in any way, shape or form to her, that is gross. So today, as we are preparing, we're going to talk about feet. Now, in my first church, uh, in my first church position, there was a woman named Norma, Norma Olson, and Norma Olson had massive problems with me because I had a tendency to wear my shoes without socks, and she would tell me on a regular basis as I was collecting the offering that I was sinning by coming into church without socks on, and so Norma, God bless you in heaven, I hope you've gotten over it because I am not wearing socks nor am I wearing shoes. And if you are one of those people who really doesn't like feet, you might be kind of getting the little heebie-jeebies, like, what is he doing? We're going to talk about feet today. I can't talk about feet without thinking of one of my neighbors. You see, uh, she, she brought the whole family. They brought the whole family. The neighbors came to worship with us. This is a couple years ago. And um, their, their youngest you know, kiddo came in, sat right over there, plopped down in that chair, and immediately kicked those crocs off. And he was sitting there barefoot. And he's like, oh, man, settling into church. He's ready to sing. It pops on up. And mom was mortified. Mom was just like, oh, you got to put your shoes on. You're in church. You got to wear shoes in church. And, and, then, and then he didn't skip a beat. He looked right up on stage. Jared was drumming. And he said, 
He's not wearing shoes, and sure enough, Jared was drumming barefoot because he regularly, I don't think I've ever seen him play the drums wearing shoes, you know, but he was playing barefoot, and so this little guy said, well, if it's good enough for the drummer, and he's up on stage, then it's got to be okay for me. So, here you are. You're at worship. This is, a, this is a, maybe a, a one-time only opportunity for you. If you say to yourself, yes, I want to embrace what Pastor Jay is talking about today, you can go ahead, kick back, take off your shoes and your socks, and go barefoot just today. Now, if you're in youth group with me in Wayfarers, with, you know, with Nick and I, this does not apply to that. This is just right here. Why? Because some of our Wayfair guys, they get really comfortable back there. <laughs> and nobody wants to smell those feet like for extended periods of time. No, that's not happening. All right, so here's the deal. Why am I talking about feet? Why can I, why can I not think about preparing for Easter without thinking about feet? Why? Because Jesus was not afraid of feet. Jesus is not afraid of feet. So, if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn with me to John chapter 13. And we're going to talk about Jesus and feet. Um, John 13, starting in verse 1, reading in Jesus' name. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having he loved his own who were, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand, but afterwards you will understand. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. And when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant isn't greater than his master, nor is a master greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Here ends the reading of God's word. Why? Why is Jesus washing feet? Of all the things that he could be doing, because I mean, think about it. At this moment, at this time, Jesus knows everything. He knows who he is. He knows why, why he's come. He knows who's going to betray him. He knows about Judas. He knows about Peter. He knows everything that's going to happen. He knows about the crucifixion. He knows he's soon going to be going back up to heaven about the ascension. He knows it all. And all things have been entrusted into his care. God the Father has given him everything. And what did he choose to do for his last supper? What did he choose to do? Wash feet. Now I know that there's at least some of you who would be like, that's gross. Well, let me tell you, you don't know the half of it. Because today, my feet look very, very clean. I did, I took a shower. I did wash my feet today. And so, you know, they're in pretty decent shape, although they kind of glow with like a reflection because they haven't seen the sun for months. But in Jesus' day, people wore sandals every day. And the roads weren't paved with asphalt or concrete. They were dirt. Some of them cobblestones, Okay but they're still incredibly dirty. Oh, and by the way, public plumbing, not a thing. So guess what? Not the only thing on the road was dirt. And so I know you just wrinkle up your nose and be like, Ugh, I hadn't thought about that. That's kind of gross. Yes, feet were dirty, disgusting things at the time. So even if you took a, even if you took a bath, by the time you got to wherever you're going, your feet's. They're in rough shape. And so washing feet was the lowest job, the lowest job in the household. And so if you had kids, you just kind of waited for that first one to get old enough. And then that, old, that oldest kid, washing feet. It's not your job anymore. Thank you, mom. Yeah, mom's like, woohoo. <laughs> so the first kid comes along and they get to wash feet. And guess what? Next kid comes along and they're just waiting. They are just waiting to pass that buck to somebody else. And sure enough, then the youngest in the household, as soon as they're old enough, they're washing feet. And if there's servants in the house, the youngest, lowest, smallest servant Guess what they get to do? They get to wash feet, the lowest job on the totem pole, the chore totem pole. I don't know what the lowest chore in your house is. Maybe it's cleaning bathrooms. That's the lowest chore in our house. Cleaning feet. It's the lowest. And so, Jesus 
at his last supper, what we call the last supper, but really, truly, his last supper here on earth, the supper that he has been looking forward to, that he has been planning, that he knew was going to happen, the one thing that he can't wait to happen because he's going to be also right in the middle of this Passover meal, he's going to be giving them and instituting the Lord's Supper and he's going to give them himself. In the middle of this great meal that's been planned, and there's still a whole bunch of drama as the disciples. And if you look at Matthew and Mark and Luke and, and you get the whole picture of of what's happening on Monday Thursday. And yes, I'm totally going out of order. I'm going out of order because I couldn't like cram everything into Monday Thursday. And so I'm preaching on it today <laughs> because I can't think about Easter without thinking about feet. And so right there in, in, in this last supper, as, as Jesus is, is getting ready to go to the cross as he knows what's going to happen. Of all the things he chooses to do, he washes feet. Why? Well, it says so. It's because he loved them. It's because he loved them. Who do you love? You don't have to shout it out. I hope you know. Who do you love? Think of that person or persons. What do you do to show them that you love them? I've got a book on my, uh, um, you know, on my wall of uh, the five love languages. There's all sorts of books out there about you know, these sorts of things. And so, you know, but you, how do you demonstrate your love for the people that you love? Jesus washed their feet. That's a demonstration that he loved them. Yes, he knew everything. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And of all the things he could choose to do, he chose to serve because he loved them. And so he took off his clothes. He took off his, out, you know, his outer clothing. He would have been left in what we would consider his underwear. It's basically like a, a, a long shirt that would be come down to about, the, you know, about the here. It was woven in one piece of clothing just for him. He took off his clothes. Don't worry. I'm just taking off the shoes. Not taking off the rest of my clothes. That's going a little too far. He wraps a towel around him. And he starts washing their feet. Yeah, he starts washing their feet. James and John are there. The sons of thunder who, who argued over who's the greatest, who even got their mom involved to ask Jesus, hey, can we have the best seats in the kingdom? Peter and Andrew are there. Peter, who would later that night deny that he even knew Jesus three times. He was there. Matthew, the tax collector, he was there. Bartholomew, he was there. Didymus, the twin, he was there. Judas was there. Judas, the other Judas, he was there. You know, the one who would betray him with a kiss. This is who, whose feet Jesus is washing. And he knows exactly who they are. He knows what they will do. 
He knows about the betrayal. He knows about the denial. And he loves them. And he just starts washing feet. Gets up in the middle of his last supper and starts washing feet. Dirty, nasty feet. Wow. Wow. I don't think I'd do that. But Jesus did. Then he gets to Peter. Peter's like, no way. (laughs) You're not going to wash my feet. (laughs) That is not happening. Makes sense, right? You know, Peter is the one who confesses that, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus, Peter knows exactly who Jesus is. And he's like, no, uh-oh, no way. Okay, this is going way too far, Jesus. The son of God, the one and only son of God is not going to wash my nasty feet And then Jesus, well, let's hear exactly from him. Jesus says, the one who is bathed doesn't need to wash except for his feet. And he says, what I'm doing, you don't, you don't understand, but afterwards you'll understand. So in other words, he's, Jesus is saying right off the top of the, you know, right off the bat, he's saying, look, you don't get it. Peter, you don't get it. You don't understand why I'm washing your feet. That's okay. You don't get it. You're going to get it later. You're going to understand it later. But right now, you just got to let me wash your feet. And then, you know, and Peter says, no way. And then he says, Jesus says in verse eight, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. You got no part of me. You're not connected to me. And then, and then Peter's all in. He's like, well, I didn't know about that part. If that's the case, I am all in. Wash me, feet, hands, head. This is the, the Hebraic way of saying head to toe. Kind of like, it's bath time. <laughs> Hang on, Peter, before you start taking your clothes off, okay? And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. The one who has already bathed, he doesn't need to like bathe again and again. And, you know, it, you know, he just needs his feet washed. You already bathed? You already clean? You just need your face washed. And that's when he says it. He says in verse 10, and you are clean, but not every one of you. He's talking about Judas. We'll get to him later. Another time. You are clean. He knows exactly what what Peter's going to do. He knows exactly that Peter is going to deny that he even knows him three times. And Jesus still tells him, you are clean. The kind of washing that he's talking, that, that he's talking, that Jesus is talking about is this, the, the, the washing clean that only Jesus can do. It's the cleansing of unrighteousness. It's the washing clean of sin. This is like baptism clean. And so just similar to what we said in 1 John, And then you say to yourself, well, why would Jesus do that? Why would Jesus stop in the middle of this meal? Why would Jesus on his last supper wash feed? Why would he do it, especially for all these guys who 
who are constantly messing up, and they will mess up. For Peter, who's going to deny him. For Judas, who's going to literally betray him with a kiss. Why would he do that? Philippians chapter 2 gives us a peek into eternity. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or clung to, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why did Jesus do it? It's because he loved them. Why did Jesus do it? It was because he humbled himself. And that humbling didn't start when he took his clothes off. That humbling didn't start when he wrapped the towel around his waist. The humbling didn't start when he started washing some nasty feet. The humbling started when he took on flesh and was born. And appeared in humanity, clothed in humanity. And he walked and lived among sinners. The righteous one. This is the stuff that we need. Jesus did that for the disciples, and then he gets in and he says, you don't understand it, but you will. You call me teacher and Lord, I am. And then he calls them to, to love one another and to serve one another. Everyone who believes in Jesus has been washed clean by grace through faith. He's in, just like we read or Nick read in, in 1 John, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If you confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've received salvation from him, if you've been baptized and you're believing in Christ Jesus, you have been washed clean. So all we need is some foot washing. And that's what we've been talking about. Confession and repentance for all of Lent. As we've been talking about just coming to the Lord to receive the gift of repentance. As we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, We've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Sins of omission and sins of commissions, things we haven't done and things we, sins we have done. Maybe, maybe you do this process as you're praying the Lord's Prayer in the morning. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
But day after day after day, as believers in Jesus Christ who have been washed clean, not because of what we've done, but because of what Christ has done for us, we come before the Lord as saints and sinners. Luther's uh, Latin phrase for this is simul justus et peccator, that we are simultaneously, we are at the same time, saints and sinners. That when God looks at us as believers in Christ Jesus, that we have been justified, we have been declared righteous, and yet we're walking around and we're saying, I don't feel very righteous because I just had some pretty sinful thoughts. And that's the point in which God is looking at us and he has clothed us in Christ's righteousness, and yet at the same time, until glory, we carry around this body of death. And so day after day after day, even as cleansed ones, we get to come back to the Lord to hear him say, you are clean. Day after day, we get to come back to the Lord in confession and repentance and say, God of glory, we've sinned against you. Please wash us clean. We look forward to celebrating communion as we hear the words that you are forgiven, you are clean, just as Jesus said to Peter. So for each and every one of us who is a believer in Jesus Christ, for each and every one who has received his gift of grace, for each and every one of us who has been baptized and washed clean, you are clean. And foot washing is this invitation into confession and repentance. And there's, there's churches who celebrate you know, foot washing on a, on, on a very regular basis, similar to how we do, do communion. And, uh, and I've, I've, I've been part of foot washing ceremonies and things like that in the past as well. And so um, as you think about this foot washing, as you think about this cleansing, Remember the Lord Jesus and what he has done for you. And that this cleansing is available to each and every one of us. Uh, Martin Luther, as he was discussing some of this with uh, a guy named George, who was really struggling, wrote him a letter. And in that letter, Luther says, Therefore, my dear brother George, learn Christ and him crucified. Learn to pray to him, despairing of yourself, and say, Thou, Lord Jesus, you art, thou art my righteousness, but I am thy sin. Thou hast taken upon thyself what is mine and hast given to me what is thine. Thou hast taken upon thyself what thou wast not and hast given to me what I was not. Beware of aspiring to such purity that you will not wish to be looked upon as a sinner or to be one for Christ dwells only in sinners. On this account, he descended from heaven 
where he dwelt among the righteous to dwell among sinners. Meditate on this love of his and you will see his sweet consolation. For why was it necessary for him to die if we could obtain a good conscience by our works and afflictions? Accordingly, you will find peace only in Christ and only when you despair of yourself and your own works. Besides, you will learn from him that just as he has received you, so he has made your sins his own and has made his righteousness yours. As we prepare for Easter, let's get our feet washed. You pray with me? Lord, for each and every one who is believing in you, who has received your grace by faith. That you died on the cross for our sins. That he who knew no sin was made to become sin. That we might become the righteousness of God. We confess to you, Lord God and Heavenly Father, that we have sinned. We've had these sinful thoughts and we've said selfish, sinful things. We've done things that are not according to your will. We've sinned against you in the things that we've done. We've sinned against you in the things that we haven't said. And we confess to you, Lord, that we fall short. That we deny you and we betray you. No different than Peter and, Ju and Judas. And we call upon you in faith. And we remember your promise. That everyone who confesses will be washed clean. And we ask you, Lord God, to wash us clean. Remind us, Lord, that we are made clean. Not by how good we are or how much we've done. but because of your son Jesus Christ and his work for us. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness. Thank you, Lord God, for washing us clean. Help us to love and to serve one another the people in our homes, the people in our, in our families, the people in our, our neighborhood and our workplace. Help us to love and to serve one another. And remind us, Lord God, every day, as we come to you with dirty feet, as we come to you confessing, remind us that you Make us clean by your grace as a gift. We love you, Lord Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Will you stand with me? Receive this blessing.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen? Go in peace. Put your shoes on first, though.